Katie, you are renovating your house, and I am just dying of anticipation. I want to know how the renovation is going. This is your new house. The new house, the house that I bought sight unseen. That's a normal thing to do, right? How did, how actually, yeah, let's, let's start. Let's already derail this. How did you find this house and why would you buy a house from across the country effectively knowing nothing about it? I'm a very smart person. Also, what? how much does it cost and what's the address? I'm a very smart person and uh, I'm a very trusting person. And so when my realtor told me that this was a good idea, I just trusted him. Uh, we're going to call the house the wavy house because it turns out all of the walls and the floors are wavy. So as you can see, it's going really well. No, um, So yeah, we bought this house sight unseen from across the country because I didn't feel like driving, like flying across the country to actually look at houses myself. So I just had my parents go out and do it for me and then FaceTime me once I got to the house. So they chose the one that they like best, which happens to be the one that's closest to their house. And we were in the process of renovating it. Basically, I decided that I was going to become a DIY queen. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and a bunch of Instagrams and TikToks, and I thought, I can do this. Uh, Jesse, it turns out that I can't do this, and <laughs> I am now in the process of hiring contractors. This does not. I'm not surprised by this. It, this doesn't surprise you that I can't go from being a amateur podcaster to being a DIY influencer overnight. I'm Jesse. Your lack of faith in me is very disappointing. Uh, no, look, don't get. I I can't I can't do anything handiness wise. I think you're more handy than I am. I just don't picture you as someone. Uh, how should I put this? Capable, capable of, of completing <laughs> projects. Capable. <laughs> we'll stop. That's fair. So one sort of odd thing that I didn't anticipate has happened, which, okay, do you remember that like uh, maybe earlier this year in the wintertime when I sent you that picture of my butt? Um, yeah, vaguely. Why did you send me a picture of your butt? Because I got Lyme. I had Lyme disease and I had that big. Oh, yeah. 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 I had that big bullseye yeah. right square on my ass cheek. Uh, so mm-hmm. I non-consensually sent you a butt pic. Uh, so ever since I had Ly- I got Lyme disease, you know, I have a chronic illness now. So I'm not having the like aching joints and like brain fog and stuff that people get. It's But I do get, I have had chronic hives and they're triggered by various different things in the atmosphere or exercise, different foods. And it turns out that the number one trigger for my entire body to break out into hives is manual labor. <laughs> So every time, every time I like pick up a paintbrush or a hammer or go to Lowe's to try to pick out things like countertops, I might break out into full body hives. So it's going really well to answer your question. Yeah, it sounds like that. What are the what are like the projects you have to do? Remodel the kitchen. Uh, I thought that we were going to be able to like just paint the cabinets and maybe change the floors, but it turns out the kitchen needs a full remodel. Also, the bathroom needs a full remodel. And um, also the master bedroom needs a full remodel. So a lot. We have to do a lot, Jesse. It's, it's going really, really fucking terribly. And it's so expensive. Everything is so expensive. I thought this was going to be like a project house. I'm going to watch some YouTubes. I'm going to install some floors. No. The good thing is I'm, I've become a job creator because I am employing so many people to work on this house because it turns out that I'm incapable of doing it myself. Well, it doesn't count if they're undocumented and you pay them $3 an hour, Katie. I've been looking for those people and I can't find them anywhere. I'm only, unfortunately, I'm only finding whites to work on the house. I really <laughs> need to like just stop by Lowe's and find some some immigrants who will do a better uh, job for cheaper. <laughs> this is one area where you're very concerned about diversity. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, very. This is a this is an interesting reflection of how we're at very different phases in our lives, despite being basically the same age. We, yeah. you know, we both have um, 
more disposable income than we used to, and you spent it on buying a house, I think my yeah. biggest expenditures have all been Celtics playoff tickets. So. <laughs> but those actually, <laughs> this house was very cheap. The Celtics playoff tickets might have been more expensive <laughs> than your house. You think? Yeah, they might have been. I mean, it was we got the we got the cheapest house in the county. Uh, one thing I do want to say, I know that people are like listening to this right now and saying like, "What the fuck?" Like Herzog owns two homes. This is this is terrible. What is she going to be a landlord? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. They, they're thinking of me as a different class now because I own two homes. Here's what I want to make clear, though. Yes, I do own two homes. They're both shitty. That's number one. And number two, my house that in Washington State that we're not in right now, I have given the house over to a Latinx family, an out-of-work Latinx family. So I'm basically a, a social justice warrior. How, how did you find the Latinx family? Uh, the husband got canceled. He's not. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so is anyone, are any of them Latinx? Yeah, the wife is Latinx and the baby is Latinx. And the kids are, uh, the baby's half Latinx. Yeah, but the husband is a, is a, a white canceled man. So I really, I feel like it's the best of both worlds. Okay, so you gave your, you gave one of your two houses, you gave one of your two houses to a white man. And a Latinx woman and a Latinx baby. Let's just not think about okay. that. Although I guess it depends on who I'm talking to. Like if I'm talking to like one of our listeners or like someone kind of anti-woke, I would maybe emphasize that we gave the house to a canceled man. And if I'm talking to like a hardcore SJW, I would say that I've uh, given my house over to a BIPOC family. Katie, what is the name of this increasingly charitable podcast? This is Blocked and Reported, and I'm Katie Herzog. And I'm Jesse Single. Quick little admin announcement. I'm giving a talk at... Wait for it while I pull up the info. Wait for it while I pull up the info. Where the fuck is the info? Okay. I'm giving a talk at UCLA. Monday, October 30th, which is today, if you're a free listener, pre, this is really for primos, uh, from 5 to 6.30 p.m. at the UCLA School of Law. This is through the, uh, I guess, new chapter of Heterodox Academy UCLA. Katie, guess what I'll be talking about? Israel-Palestine. Mm-hmm. And then the second half will be about Taylor Swift. No, I'm talking about youth gender medicine. It should be a good talk. I'm excited about it. Are there going to be protests? We'll include a link in the show notes. I'll be disappointed if there aren't. Yeah, why do you like? Why are you trying to like complicate this? I'm giving a talk on a international controversy. I see no need to protest anything. Uh-huh. It'll be great. The people who would generally protest protest you are busy walking around West Hollywood tearing down photos of kidnapped Israeli babies. <laughs> There, yeah, whatever. Um, if you want to attend RSVP heterodoxucla at gmail.com to guarantee a seat and reserve food. I wonder what the food will be. Um, so yeah, more details in the show notes if you want to click on that. All right. Today on the show, you are going to, if I understand correctly, tout for me the benefits of cosplay and Saudi Arabia. Do I have that right? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, cool. But first, I would like to pick a fight with you. Oh, what's this about? This is about Twitter. So the recent trajectory of Twitter since Elon Musk took it over has been horrible in one sense. Uh, I feel like there's more crazy people than ever before. Mm-hmm. There's more uh, racism, which I know you might see as a plus side. I dislike I like that. Yeah. There's been a mass exodus of your cool, interesting, hot people, your Jesse single types. There's been, it seems like the algorithm has gotten worse in terms of, I do sometimes like click people tell me what happens you visit yeah i visit to the extent you can which we'll get to but um it seems like it's just been absolutely supercharged with outrage content from both sides even more than it used to be like just the dumbest most inflammatory shit is injected via giant needles right into your brain as soon as you go to twitter slash x slash whatever what i really like about it now 
is I like that the especially during a time of conflict, like what's going on in Israel right now, what I really like about it is being able to tell who isn't an authority on what they're talking about based on the blue check that they have. It is good. Yeah. At least in that sense, yeah. you can immediately. Well, and, and so it's a reverse blue check. Twitter is increasingly, it's useless. The, also, just like basic functionality, weird stuff happens. It doesn't work as software. Do you like how uh, you can no longer see the headlines anymore and you just get an image from a from an article? We talked yeah. about that. You it's like awful. That, right? It's you just from like a design that? perspective, oh, oh. from a UX perspective. No, not a fan. But in another sense, though, I think this is actually good because Twitter never should have really mattered to journalism or academia or politics. And it seems to be less and less. Um, also like, I, I don't, I never know exactly what the system is. Cause sometimes it seems to change like based on what browser I'm using, but basically a lot of the content is effectively locked unless you're logged in, right. Or unless you're late, you're, t- you're linked to a specific tweet. Is that correct? I'm not sure right now. I mean, because I'm logged into it. So I, let's yeah. just check. Let's run an experiment here. I'm going to open up right. Twitter on an incognito browser and I'm mm-hmm. going to go to my page. Twitter. Katie Herzog. It's actually Kitty Herzog, but Katie Herzog is nice too. Yeah, it takes you there. She's an artist down in uh, down in the Bay. Oh, you have that st- stupid distorted face. Oh, okay, right. So it shows your top tweets of all time, such as, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, I'm moving to Canada. I did a better version of that. Oh, you did not do a better version of that. And this is weird. Okay, so yeah, I, what, well, let's hear it. Um, it was, oh, wait, I think it's one of my top tweets. I'm curious which people think are funnier. If Canada buys Elon Musk, I am moving to Twitter. How many likes did you get? 93,000. Okay. this Twitter is shit. Yours is terrible. Wait, we did those the same day. Did one of us just copy the other? No, I'm sure we didn't. No, this was the day that Elon Musk announced he was buying to Twitter, obviously. No, I know. You said, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, I'm moving to Canada. I said, if Canada buys Elon Musk, I'm moving to Twitter. Okay. What time was yours? Um, 12.26 p.m. Mine was 12.08. So you copied me. I bitch. literally just ganked. The, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just did a better. I know it was it was, was an better. homage, an Im- improved homage. I think the numbers speak for themselves. It was not improved. Okay, anyway. this is weird. I didn't realize this. That yeah. So if you go to my page, it's got my pin tweet, which is really good. My husband's reference to our four year old Tommy as little Hitler was reprehensible and insensitive. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. His opinions are not a reflection of my own. That's a great tweet. Do you know what that? Do you know what that was a reference to? No. This was this was the Kennedy who's running for president. What's his name? RFK Jr. He tweeted something about how vaccine mandates are akin to the Holocaust. I don't remember the details. It was something like that. It was probably slightly more nuanced. Mm-hmm. And his wife, the woman from Arrested Development, Cheryl, H- Cheryl, Cheryl Hines. Hines. She tweeted this word for word. It was although it was like my husband reference to vaccine mandates or whatever. Mine was better my husband's reference to four-year-old tommy is little hitler anyway so yes and then the rest of it is just like my most popular tweets this is weird so it's not an actual timeline it's not a yeah it's just yeah if you're not logged in dude this is like a time capsule though you have the netflix protests you have yeah something from Asheville gas crisis who cares it's Asheville wait here's um, a good wait here's a good one here's a good one this is from January 22nd 2022 i see the ban on prayer in public schools have listed it's a photo from UNC Asheville where i went to college in front of the library they have these giant 
flags, a Black Lives Matter flag, a gay pride flag, and something about Native Americans. That's a good tweet. We should just do an episode where we read our favorite tweets that we did. Read our, our tweets. Own tweets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I, I do think it's good that Twitter seems to be less important and... Uh, tell me, I mean, you're actually on there, but I feel like when I do get linked to a post or a thread, there's just way less engagement than there used to be. Uh, like I see a lot of the sort of fairly hysterical, I am so pissed off about blah, 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 posts that in the past would have gotten like three or four digits of retweets, but now they get like 50. It just seems a little bit dead in general. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true across the board. Like my Twitter engagement is way down. It has been though for before Elon took over. Like I was bitching about being shadow banned. Very embarrassing. You term. fell for a cons- conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. Theory, yeah. th- it's not a conspiracy theory. My Twitter was throttled. It like it grew at an increasing mm-hmm. rate, and then all of a sudden, me and a bunch of other people, it just. Mm-hmm. It just flatlined. It's not a conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. And they say it in the fucking terms of service. Anyway. This Did was aliens bef- do it? Stop it. This was before <laughs> Elon took over. Um, so my Twitter engagement has been, has for like over a year, it's been basically nothing. And and I don't think Elon, this was before Elon took over. I have no idea. If, I don't think he's had any impact on my particular Twitter engagement. I do think that the people who are, who are, elevated on twitter like the people who show up in my feed elon he shows up all the fucking time ian miles chong libs of tiktok these outrage accounts they seem to be doing fine all my favorites they seem to be doing fine these are not even accounts that i necessarily follow these are just accounts that show up in the in the algorithm i do think that the evidence for like a broad based decline goes beyond the anecdotal this is from cbs news uh, a couple days ago, is Twitter dying? Billionaire Elon Musk mused in April, five days before offering to buy the social media platform. The reality, according to internal Twitter research seen by Reuters, goes far beyond the handful of examples of celebrities ghosting their own accounts. Twitter is struggling to keep its most active users who are vital to the business engaged, underscoring a challenge, blah, blah, blah. These heavy tweeters account for less than 10% of monthly overall overall users, but generate 90% of all tweets yeah. and half of global revenue. 10% of users generate half of global revenue. Heavy tweeters... They are the alcoholics of social yeah, media. Heavy, They're keeping some shitty bar in business. Heavy tweeters have been in, quote, absolute decline, end quote, since the pandemic began. So that's before uh, Musk, a Twitter researcher, wrote an internal document. That fa- I find that very hard to believe. I thought people were more That people would have tweeted less yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah. And also all of 2020. I don't, I don't buy this. We just got an email called Gender and Hamas. So I look forward to reading that. Nice. Um, yeah. Um yeah, that's weird about People have been people have been saying Twitter is dying for since the day that Twitter started. And then especially I know, but now it actually is. But how do you know that? What we need some like actual metrics well, here. Well, I just read you some and you can just there's anyway, I don't Yeah, I, but you just cited me a statistic that seems patently impossible that Twitter that Twitter use declined during the pandemic. I don't believe that. I think I don't know. That's what they claim they could have gotten internal documents. Are you questioning the reporting? Yes. Okay. Anyway. How would it possibly, how would Twitter use have possibly declined when people were stuck at, like, what were people doing? People were stuck at home. Were they? Well, heavy tweeters have been in absolute decline since the pandemic began. That's like three years ago now. It might just be skewed by recent. I don't doubt that heavy use has declined, that heavy the number of heavy users have has declined. I consider I count myself in that category. I'm not tweeting very much anymore. You're in that category, but I don't think it started during the pandemic. I don't think there's any fucking way that's possible. Okay, let's get to my fight with you. My point okay. is I, I think it's less relevant than ever, and we were texting privately a while ago. I was considering it again. 
wiping my whole account and you were so mad that I was thinking of wiping my whole account. Yeah, I don't think you should do this. Why? What okay, I, so the 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 cow let's use an example that will resonate with you. You like it when dogs die. The dog is about to die. The dog being Twitter and my presence on Twitter. So I should just shoot it in the head and put it out of its misery because the dog should die. Jesse, Twitter is an archive. How do you feel when you find out it, uh, an outlet has memory hold an article? Calling Twitter an archive is just, I, I'm too it sick is. to come up with an analogy, but that's not quite right. So it is, it is exactly right. Okay, couple things. First of all, this is all hypothetical. Twitter is so broken right now that if you ask, I've done this twice, I've asked for my data to download all my tweets, which you used to be able to do pretty effortlessly. It just doesn't work. They say, well, why would you want all of your tweets? Because like, why, like what use does it have to you to have, are you going to like, like print them out and tape them on your wall? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why? I want, the, I want to frame <laughs> every, gonna, I'm going to frame every single tweet I did. You know what I'm doing? I'm renovating this kitchen right now. I'm just going to take your archive and I'm going to wallpaper. I'm going to cover up the old shitty wallpaper. I'm going to wallpaper it with your tweets. The reason to do that is because one of the only downsides I can think of, of deleting my Twitter account is if people tried to make stuff up that I tweeted X or Y, and then I would have an archive to check it against and be like, no. I mean, how are you going to publicize this? Are you going to do it on your Twitter? No, I'm not deleting my account. I'm wiping the whole history. If I need Look, to tweet, it'll still be there. As I have explained to you multiple times, the archive, this is not just for you. This is for other people who need to be able to find information specifically about gender and about gender medicine. This You have been engaged in this public, public dis debate for years. And so deleting your archive doesn't just, it helps you because you're embarrassed by it. But it hurts everybody else. Why am I embarrassed? I'm not you, embarrassed. Okay, then why I'm would embarrassed you do by it? a lot of my tweets, not my not my substantive tweets, because I don't I don't want my stupid tweets, which have included a million fight. Like I have engaged with idiots yeah. and many idiots who like don't have anything important to say and don't matter. And I didn't need to engage with them. I I wrestled with pigs in the muck and they liked it. Yes. And you're embarrassed about it. Yeah. And I'm not, and I actually think I usually maintain my cool. I mean, you see a lot of people who are like, no. I, I do, I don't, I'm not like, fuck you, you pe like I, I get frustrated. But the point is I don't like, I don't, I want my Twitter history to not be a big part of my online footprint. I've written a lot of stuff. Also, if I was like, at some point, I'm wiping my Twitter account in three weeks. I think my tweets are dumb. If you want to back up or archive any of them, here are the tools you can use to do Nobody's it. Nobody's going to fucking do that. Nobody's going to do that. Everybody okay, yeah, because no one cares about my tweets. Look, it's not about you. It's about other people having these tools, having this archive. It's really like I, I think that you deleting this is, a, is fundamentally a very selfish act. And I don't think it's any different than an outlet memory holding their content that they're embarrassed about. That's what you're doing. And the unfortunate thing is that you have tweeted so many times, and yes, that is a mark against your character, is that it would be impossible to manually go through and delete all your... Like, this is an app. AI should be able to Let's do see this. see how many times I've tweeted. Come up with a way to bulk delete all of Jesse's embarrassing tweets while keeping the useful ones. How many times have you tweeted? Didn't it used to say... Well, I'm trying to check that. Didn't it used to say... Oh, I guess that's only I'll check if, you, how many if times you're you logged tweeted. in, which I'm not going to do. How many... No, you. I. It won't say. I think it. You have to be logged into your own. I believe. One hundred and fifty-seven thousand point seven times. No, that's my. Um, oh, followers. Followers. Sorry. <laughs> it's probably more than that. Have you still not beat me, despite the fact that I've been off? Because I'm. Th I'm fucking throttled. I haven't gained. I've been. I've flatlined for mm. a year. I have gained no followers for a year. Katie, who am I imitating? I'm throttled. Shut up, God. <laughs> you should delete your Twitter because you. nobody cares about you because you're fucking aggravating. <laughs> <sighs> 
Uh, okay, you have tweeted. Right. I don't know how many times you've tweeted, but it is a lot. And I'm not going to log in to find out. It was a lot. It's stupid. This was I. It, my only, well, not my only regret in life, but in terms of how I've conducted myself as a journalist and interacted with people. Oh, I. You've tweeted eighty-two. Sorry, you have tweeted. 82,000.7 times. Oh, that's way less. I thought it would be way more than that. I bet you probably, that's probably because you deleted a bunch of them. I did delete a bunch of them already. And I have tweeted 21,000.4 times. I am four times less embarrassing than you. I was in the game longer. I've been tweeting since, like, heavily since, like, 2014. And yet, you're so much worse at it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Anyway, it sounds like you and I are both in agreement that I should issue a warning that I'm going to uh, just wipe my whole... And then we're going to... And also, put that suit... No, also, don't do yeah. this. What? Look, this is... It is a selfish... It is a fundamentally selfish act. It is not about you. It is about everybody else. This is <laughs> oh not about God. you, Jesse. If you could just stop being a selfish prick for a little while, it doesn't hurt you at all to have these tweets up here. I just, it, how does it hurt you? Except that it hurts your ego because you know how embarrassing it is. I don't, I have no, if I had an ego, I would have tweeted so much garbage. No, I just, it, I am so mad at the, it's like a level of shame about the addiction and how I totally fell for this bullshit that these evils. And how does it change at all? How does deleting your archive change at all? This is like you, like you're hiding the empties. That's what you're doing. The, the empties still exist. Everybody still knows about the empties. You're just hiding them. You're burying them in the backyard, but they're still going to be there haunting you why would you bury empties in the backyard you would just take them to a dump or something it's a metaphor come on just i know but it wasn't a good oh metaphor god if see if all right you, if, let's move on this is this is insane i'm not delete don't nobody email me i don't need your not to be a dick i usually value your input on this i'm not going to do it if i did it i would i would give plenty of notice um let's move on but first housekeeping yeah it's fine you can reach us at blockedreportedpodcast at gmail.com. Go to blockedreported.org where for $5 a month and up, you can become a primo and get uh, three extra episodes a month of premium content. Our most recent one was about... Israel-Palestine. Israel-Palestine. But we did like the all the, these cancellation attempts, mostly geared at people seen as being insufficiently pro-Israel and or exceedingly pro-Hamas. Um, and even more importantly, we explained in that episode how an episode of a different podcast got in this feed. You can go back and listen to the preview, mm -hmm. even if you're not a primo, and find out what happened. The important thing to remember is, yes, it was an advertisement. And yes, we, get, we did get paid $8 million for it. We got eight million dollars. Yeah, um, I will say we had a lot of negative feedback since we explained it in the primo episode. We've gotten a number of emails from people who are like, "No, I liked it." So whatever, it's complicated. Right. Um, Go listen to that to the preview if you want to know exactly what we're talking about. But the but the but the end result is that we did nothing wrong. Yes, we were trying to be good people. People didn't like it. Won't try again. As usual, cruel society punish us for doing the right thing. In much the yep. same way, you're punishing me for trying to do the right thing by deleting my Twitter account. No, you're um, trying to do the wrong thing. I'm trying to get you to do the right thing. I'm your conscience. I love the idea of like a, an alcoholic who's so incompetent, he buries his empties in the backyard, which would just create a big pile of dirt pointing to his addiction. Sometimes you just got to get rid of the empties, as you know. But barpodmerch.com for your merchandise needs blockchainreporter.reddit.com please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever the hell it's called and then uh, yeah we're having a party December 2nd Katie won't be there I'll be there a bunch of people are coming uh, and there's instructions do you want to hire someone to dress up like me and go stand in the corner looking awkward the joke I had in my head first I was going to make a joke about how 
uh, the money is going toward strippers who look like you. Then I realized that'd be too uh-huh. weird. So I was going to go Elon, Elon Musk male strippers, hundreds of them. You know, I bet people would pay for that. Um, yeah. yeah. Instructions in the show notes for how to sign up. To be clear, um, the money is to partially reimburse me. I'm not obviously not making money off this. I would never make money. Uh, anything else for housekeeping? I think that's it. Cool. On to the wonderful, glorious, righteous kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yes, Jesse, we are going back to the Middle East today where another civil war is raging, this one in the world of cosplay. Okay, Jesse, how familiar are you with the World Cosplay Summit? Very familiar or extremely familiar? I'm currently cosplaying as the president of the World Cosplay Summit. Uh, Yeah, cosplay is uh, you dress up as often a video game character or... Basically, any fictional character, historical figure. It's basically costume stuff. And then you sometimes act like them, right? Costume play. Costume play. Right. And it's it's closely related to LARPing, I would say. Have you ever done cosplay or LARPed yourself? Uh, no. Besides cosplaying as an adult male? Uh, in, right, exactly. I cosplay every day uh, when I present my, as someone who doesn't hate myself. But yeah, other than that, no. So I have to admit that I have at one point, I did LARP. I LARPed once. You LARPed as someone who who renovates houses? <laughs> I'm doing that right now. Uh, so this was when I first met Jana when we first got together. And she has a couple of friends who, very interesting, smart people who also happen to be dorks. Uh, like they, they weren't homeschooled, but you would think that maybe they were homeschooled. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know the type. Okay. All right. And so they're into, they're twins. And uh, they are into LARPing and they have a cabin out in the woods. And when I first met Jana, we went out for a weekend at the, at the cabin with the twins and the twins made us like LARP in the snow. And the twins, the twins made us LARP in the snow. Sounds like the plot of a horror movie. Yeah, it was a horror movie. And the fact that I participated in this without a, without any kind of complaining about it, I LARPed, I pretended to be, you know, on a fucking hunt and whatever. I don't remember what the scenario was. Tells you how different I am in the beginning of a relationship than like a month into the relationship, <laughs> yeah. when, at which point all pretense ends. But I pretended to be a good sport about this. So that was the first and only time that I have ever LARPed. There was no cosplay involved, but there was make-believe. Okay, so- Wait, so what exactly did you do in the snow? I'm confused. I don't know, like hid from each other and threw snowball. I don't know. There was a whole scenario and we were supposed to create these- That's not LARPing. It was LARPing. That's just using your imagination. That's what LARPing is. Mm. Uh, continue. What's the difference? I had a friend uh, in middle school who lived in Foxborough, Mass, on this like wooded hill. You could overlook Foxborough Stadium, for, actually, from it now Gillette Stadium. And we would do these awesome games of like just boy stuff. We'd so do boy stuff jerks, in the snow together. Yeah, Does that sound jerks. weird? Yeah, circle jerks. No, you'd like you do basically these epic games of hide and seek with flashlights on snowing New England hillsides at night. It was awesome. That was not LARPing. That's, LARPing. That's just being cool. That's not LARPing. That's LARPing. We weren't dressed as like Sonic and Knuckles. That would be LARPing. <laughs> it's LARPing. LARPing is make-believe for adults. I know, but it involves costume and a scenario. If you just go out with some kids and play with them, you're not LARPing. You're just... <laughs> you're just a pedophile. Okay. You're just a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to the task at hand. So the World Cosplay Summit is, this is an annual event. It takes place in Nagoya City uh, and Aichi Prefecture, Japan, 
Its a, official website calls it a, quote, bridge to world peace. But let's be clear oh. here. It, <laughs> this is a cosplay competition focusing on anime and manga. And how would, okay, how would you describe, like, anime and manga aesthetic to someone who is, you know, a, an adult, a normal adult, not a LARPing adult? Oh, God. It's just, like, big eyes, very emotive, like, not, doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. It's, like, very... Sh- tell don't show like how characters well i guess it shows them how do you describe that aesthetic like lots of like strong lines like cartoon japanese yeah well yeah so it's like yeah anime is just you know it when you see it i don't have the vocabulary to describe it but anime is its own thing entirely yeah obscenity pornography was the potter thing yeah at the World Cosplay Summit, so each participating country has its own World Cosplay Summit organization. They hold local tryouts. They select the best team, and then they send that team to the main event. It's the teams come in like two person size, and the contestants. So they not only dress up in these elaborate handmade costumes, they also have to, as part of the competition, they have to prepare stage performances and create videos. So I'm going to play you a recording of one of those stage performances now. It's in Japanese, but there are subtitles. So Jesse, I want you to describe what you see and then read a bit of the subtitles. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Dude on the right is in like a Robin Hood-ish thing with a sword. Then there's some kind of giant. Is that a dog? I don't know what that is. It's like dog, a Dog headbutts guy. Like a camel maybe? Camel dog combo? This is Team Belgium, by the way. That's very important. No. Oh, come on. Why am I turning to my normal form in this situation? Hey, you, give me that apple real quick. This makes no sense to me. Okay, I got it here. So he feeds the... Oh, is that, that's not a dog. It's like a, a sheep. Maybe an alpaca. There's a monster who took the mushroom. If this is Japanese culture, then I think World War II didn't go far enough. This is the Belgian interpretation of Japanese culture. I know, I know. It's a Belgian team, but but this is the Japanese people's fault. Right. Okay, so they're on a stage, and the stage has like a nice sort of backlit scene being projected on it. But it looks like it looks like a play. It looks like a theater performance, just a very weird one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very weird stage performance, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to play you one of the videos. So... This was made, so that, that one that we just listened to, so that was a live performance. This is a, a like a produced, a more highly produced video. This is the Swedish team. The audio is dubbed in English. So Jesse, I want you to describe what these people look like and what they're doing. Well, it's a Dunkin' Donuts commercial. <laughs> After I that. Don't, I don't get it. All right. <laughs> so a woman Prompto. feeding a dog in like a Swedish field. Writing this, knowing that this is it. The time has come. The time when the king has to fulfill his calling and dispel the darkness from our world. This looks like a Final Fantasy character. Restore the Spiky light, hair. But at the cost of a Leopard life, print leggings. His, my own life. The hair is great. They're running through a field. But I made a promise. And they're one sitting that I and intend to keep. They're walking around. As the prophecy it's said, a very Final Fantasy aesthetic. All right, let's probably enough of that. Okay, so these people, yeah, they are... That's definitely enough. They're white, but they are trying to look like anime characters. They're not only white, they're Swedish, Swedish which is the whitest white. Yeah. They don't. They haven't, like, taped their eyes or anything, but they have... How, like, describe their hair, Jesse. It's like the spiky hair I associate with this, this video game series, Final Fantasy, and this guy looks like a Final Fantasy character. Very spiky hair, hair and like sort of like uh, sideburns down, spiky sideburns. I don't know. 
A lot of spikes. Yeah, there's a sword involved in here somehow. So that's... A big sword. Yeah. The swords are always huge. Yeah, so that's the aesthetic. And the point is that this is for... This competition is for serious, hardcore cosplayers. Like, this is a world away from putting a bucket on your head and pretending to be Darth Vader. This ain't that am- amateur cosplay shit that we're... You know, this is the real deal. This is a real deal. This is not putting a yarmulke on your head and screaming about WAP and pretending to be Ben Shapiro. <laughs> you don't think people would do that? Oh my God. International Ben Shapiro cosplay competition. You could do, I think you'd do well, although you're too tall. You'd that have would to, get so anti-Semitic so quickly. You'd have to cut your legs off below the knees. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there is prize money involved in this competition. It's usually around $5,000 for the grand prize and the runners up get $1,000 but considering the amount of time and money that the contestants spend to prepare for this, the money is probably less important than the, the prestige of being the top cosplayer in the world. Mm-hmm. It costs a lot of money to, to, to make these costumes. Okay, so the World Cosplay Summit started in 2003, and at the time it had only four participating countries. But by 2019, that number had increased to 40, and it had become a two-week extravaganza. And then 2020 happened, and there was the whole global pandemic thing, and for some reason, dressing up as anime characters was just like not seen as a priority for advertisers. So most of the sponsors, and or they're involved in the tourism industry, and the money kind of dried up. And then in 2021, the event actually, they had to rely on a Kickstarter campaign to keep going. And then the following year, in 2022, they got a bunch of new financial support from an unexpected source. The nation of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> They're so good at the uh, the like soft power thing between the tennis and the golf and now uh, yes. cosplaying. Wow. Okay. Right. So as you likely know, autocratic Arab states have a proud tradition of sports washing, which is closely related to the concepts of greenwashing or pinkwashing. So basically using some kind of event or marketing campaign to rehab an institution's reputation. And the most famous example of this recently is the 2022 World Cup in Qatar. Um, there's also the annual Saudi esports tournament, Gamers 8. So Gamers 8, have you heard of this? I've not heard of Gamers 8, no. Does a loser get does a loser get beheaded? <laughs> Hung, actually. So it's a huge event. It's supported by the Saudi royal family, and there are members of the family on the executive board. The event lasts for eight weeks and has a prize pool of fifteen million dollars. So this is the biggest esports event in the world. And in twenty twenty two, Gamers Eight hosted the World Cosplay Summit exhibition event. So this was separate from the main contest, which is always in Japan. And it was presented as this special one-off exhibition to celebrate the summit's 20th anniversary. And the prize money was much higher than it is at this this annual contest in Japan. So the the winners received a prize of $30,000, so six times more than the grand prize at the normal contest. And the total prize pool was $110,000. So even the fifth place team at the Saudi event would get $10,000. So that's twice the grand prize of the normal Japanese summit. So this is a huge deal. So just to be clear, so the Gamers 8 esports tournament is a much bigger thing because esports is huge right now. Huge, yeah. Within that event, they for the 20th anniversary of the World Cosplay Championships, WCS World Cosplay Summit. What is Summit. They brought, they did a special version of it for the 20th anniversary in Saudi Arabia with a higher prize pool. Exactly. 
Exactly. Okay. And so that year in 2022, uh, Indonesia won. Jesse, would you like to see a photo of the champions with the crown prince? Yeah, I love that guy, Mohammed bin Salman. Yeah, MBS. So apparently he took a break from murdering journalists and presiding over mass executions. Alleg- <laughs> Allegedly. Here he is celebrating with two gra- guys dressed as Dragon Ball characters. Uh, this was posted on the World Play Summit Instagram. Oh my God. Please subscribe. Oh my God. It almost... It's just him next to, I can't even describe the costumes. They're very ridiculous. What The guy on the left is like dressed up as a buff guy with like a 24 pack giving a peace sign. The guy on the right is in some kind of like horn green and silver costume. And then MBS, who always has struck me as a fundamentally decent man, mm-hmm. is just, you know, Smiling. standing between them, smiling. He's a really good guy. We've always said that on this podcast. Yeah, always. Uh, this podcast, which is brought to you by the Saudi royal family. Um, so <laughs> j- incidentally, MBS, is he's generally believed to be the driving force behind this whole initiative. And it's been reported that he's both a hardcore gamer and an anime fan, which is apparently what happens when your country forbids alcohol and, you know, women. Um, so he's agree- a, Katie, he's a reformer. Okay, uh-huh, he's a reformer. I do hear that. Now, agreeing to partner with the Saudis, as you can imagine, was very controversial in the world of cosplay. This was to be expected. Uh, so you remember earlier this year when the PGA agreed to merge with the Saudi-backed golf league, Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, people tend to have strong opinions about partnering with autocrats and murderers, at least until the pay gets high enough, which is what happened with the PGA, I believe. Is that what happened? They just didn't have a choice? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not very familiar, but in both cases, the amounts of money uh, being thrown around were so obscene that they just sort of got what they wanted. It was kind of ingenious, I mean, from a certain perspective. Yeah, that or MBS was holding some of their family members captive. Um, cosplay, as you can imagine, is a hobby that is very big in the queer community. And Saudi Arabia is a country with Sharia law that has a truly horrendous track record on on gay rights. And so allegedly, allegedly, right. And so some disturbing reports started filtering out from the event. So people were saying that the dress code was way stricter than it is at a normal cosplay event. So for instance, male cosplayers were not allowed to dress as female characters. There were also claims that LGBT cosplayers had to make their social media accounts private if they wanted to participate, and that all participants had to clear their profiles of any references to pride, BLM, social justice causes like that. But these were just rumors. So the cosplayers who attended the event insisted that this was all false. Of course, they were also put up in a fancy hotel and given the full VIP treatment, including trips out to the desert, which was, of course, the perfect backdrop for cosplay photo shoots. And some of them seemed to be very taken by this country and and by these Lux tours that they received. So, for instance, a gay member of Team Costa Rica posted a long account uh, of his trip on his Facebook page. He posted it in Spanish and then he conveniently translated it to English. So I'll read you a bit of that. I am very happy to have been at the first WCS event based in Saudi Arabia. It is really an honor to be part of the first big steps taken by our organization in Costa Rica on cosplay themes and events. I know that the crown prince who has been in charge has made greatly changes in the kingdom for the past five years. Dot, dot, dot. I will proceed to disprove a number of lies I had read before coming here, such as men cannot wear makeup. This is false. If men wear makeup, nothing happens. You can have earrings or have fantasy-colored hair. I met Arab women who have pink-colored hair. Also, women can dress as they prefer. They can cover their face or not as they can cover their body or not because it's their own decision. Dot, dot, dot. 
I met people who belong to the LGBTQ plus community. Other lie is that, quote, they kill you for being gay, end quote. It is something obsolete. There are brands of coffee drinks that promote the LGBTQ plus community rights inclusion, and those have the flag on their packaging, crying, smiley face emoji. There are also drags, transgender people, and other. Other. The, be- the best part of the LGBTQ yes, community. Other. That's the plus. While it is true that there are still sanctions for this, it cannot be denied that progress and gender inclusion is significant. Don't be alarmist, sensationalist news that demonstrate our poor Western mentality. Now, the translation, like, obviously needs work, but Jessica, our 80s baby, is fluent in Spanish, and she says that the post is equally inane in his native tongue. Uh, And she says that Eli is a good example of an idiota util, I assume you. Idiota util, okay. Yeah. Useful yeah. Okay, so for the record, Saudi Arabia does say that it welcomes gay travelers. They're trying to become a tourist destination, and they will take fag bucks. Wait, you guys have your own currency? I thought you just used yeah. dollars. Okay. There's just a, where that where that Illuminati eye is on the regular dollar. It's a butthole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, judges gotcha. there, they rule under Islamic law, which does prohibit sex outside marriage, adultery, and gay sex. And it's difficult to know how common prosecutions are. But in 2021, Amnesty International publicized the case of a 27-year-old man who was reportedly sentenced to 500 lashes and five years in prison for homosexuality, imitating woman, and possession of pornography. So if you do decide to do Christmas in Riyadh, Jesse, best stay off grinder and keep your playgirls at home, uh, despite what this Costa Rican cosplayer says about his time there. I will say, I'm not trying to excuse this still horrible regime, but but one part of the interesting story of Saudi Arabia, which I don't understand, and I've heard like two podcasts about, is the guy, despite being a journalist murderer, is apparently trying to liberalize the country. And there are fights with like the clerics and stuff. That's all I know about it. That doesn't mean it's like a haven for gay rights, but they're, they're apparently trying to become the kind of place... That would attract different sorts of tourists. Right. That's MBS is great. I'm saying MBS is great. Right. You can wear a bikini there. You just have to wear it over your burqa. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So the event in Saudi Arabia was in 2022. This was supposed to be a one-off, right? Just a brief, weird blemish in the Cosplay World Summit canon. And after it happened, there was some criticism, but people moved on and largely forgot about it. Until this summer, that is... When the regular World Cosplay Summit took place in early August in Nagoya, Japan, as it always does, and again, the now annual Gamers 8 Cosplay Cup, supported by the World Cosplay Summit, which was held a few weeks later in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Once again, the top prize was $30,000, with enormously generous, by cosplay standards at least, prizes all around. And... This was different. The cosplay world was absolutely shook by this announcement because going to Saudi Arabia once is one thing, but now this is an annual event, right? This is an endorsement of Saudi policies, it seemed like to some of these people, by the World Cosplay Summit. So Wait, so sorry, this is now Gamers 8 has now developed its own cosplay summit separate from um the world cosplay summit it's it's in conjunction with the world cosplay summit okay gotcha so this is going to be an annual event in saudi arabia exactly so 
Okay. So World Cosplay Summit committees from the more liberal Western countries, they started to make statements and protests against this collaboration with, with Saudi Arabia. Most took the stance that they would boycott the Saudi event, but continue to go to Japan and do the summit there. So Finland, Australia, the UK, and the US, they all said they would boycott the Saudi show. Denmark said that they would boycott all World Cosplay Summit events. And Cosplay Social Media was absolutely buzzing about this. People were pissed. They thought that Saudi Arabia was using them to whitewash their image. And so cosplayers all over the world were posting online that anyone who participated at this event is trash. Uh, Jesse, I've got some representative tweets here in our notes. Will you read these for me? Yes. Camille Renee, Camille Renee, Camille Renee. I don't know. If you participated or they can't write. If you participated or support Gamers 8 Cosplay Cup, period, I know y'all breath stank, period. Also, I am sick. (laughs) I know y'all breath stank. Also, I am, but people who have halitosis, they don't have control over it. I don't think that's, that's really, um, what is ableist. that? It's ableism. Yeah. yeah. Also, I am sick of the rest of y'all defending and supporting World Cosplay Summit continuously. Keep their name in your mouth. Show up. Support organizations that actually cares. Lots of grammatical errors. I, I'm going to be a jerk by pointing that out. Bad, bad cat, bad at PAX Aus. Oh, Pat's PAX Australia, I guess this uh, conference not conference, convention. Um, you know what is great about the WCS Saudi Arabia situation? We'll be able to clearly see who values money more than adhering to their professed morals and ethics. Watch people do a mental gymnastic triple backflip to justify their presence there. Vicky's little garden, Vicky's lily garden, I'm so sorry, responded, bonus points if they argue that making cosplay bigger in SA is part of the beginning of social change, including paving the way for acceptance of leg butts people oh lgbt so (laughs) leg butts i like that right i i don't know isn't it a reasonable argument to not yes i obviously this is like online shaming and and very manichaean oh those are bad people for doing it but it's like a reason this doesn't strike me as an unreasonable argument no i think it's a totally valid argument Uh, just a couple more uh, Ishii says, lots of people saying if you choose to support it, you can no longer call yourself an ally, which I agree with. Also, if you are queer and went, shame on you for not standing with the less privileged members of community. One more. This one is from Yui Alinia. Seeing people in Saudi Arabia for the transphobe WCS event saying cosplay for everyone everywhere makes me so mad. Please at least respect yourself and be discreet. So There was a lot of outrage over this. I think it's justified. And the issue became big enough so that even Yahya Han, who this is possibly the most famous cosplayer in the world, she weighed in. She tweeted, an international cosplay contest offering large cash prizes should, one, be held somewhere where all forms of cosplay is welcome, including male presenting uh, something, arrow, female characters. Yeah, male to female characters. Yeah, to reflect the truly international spirit of cosplay. And two, feature teams with new costumes and performances created specifically for the contest. It should not allow teams to reuse the same costumes and skits from other international competition, especially from the same month. So um, she basically is sort of concerned with the human rights violations and very concerned with people repeating previous cosplays, which is apparently a bit of a taboo in that world. And if you search... And is itself a human rights violation when you think about it. It is. So if you search Twitter for what people are saying, you'll notice that there's two different reasons for cosplay Twitter's anger over this event. There's the general outrage because Saudi Arabia is a terrible country, and there are also specific complaints about LGBT cosplayers being quote-unquote unsafe. And this leads us to these 
unproven claims that are circulating, as I mentioned a little while ago, about cosplayers having to shut down their social media and special dress code rules, etc. Can I, wait, let me just say one thing about that, because I think just I don't know where you're going with this, but off the top of my head, I think. It's like I don't think people understand how repressive regimes trying to like whitewash or pinkwash themselves work. Saudi Arabia, the last thing they would want to do is invite someone here and then punish them in a high profile right. way. Right. I'm sure they act repressively to their like, own people. a random migrant worker, right. right, or a random like guest worker caught doing gay stuff, but they this seems like an unsophisticated understanding of how a country like Saudi Arabia operates. It would be very bad press to invite a bunch of cosplayers to your country and then arrest the cosplayers for cross-dressing. Just murder right. them immediately. Right. Yeah. If you're trying to attract tourists, if you want those fag bucks, you better not arrest the fags. And the thing is, nobody has provided any evidence, any proof of these claims that people were had to scrub their social media, things like that. So instead... What they're they're referencing screenshots that have allegedly been shared in private Facebook groups for World Cosplay Play Summit alumni, and despite now hating WCS and spending all day bashing it on Twitter, these alumni still have enough enough respect for the cosplay code of conduct to keep their sources secret. So let's do some role play, Jesse, uh, some cosplay, if you will. Let's do a dramatic reading of this exchange on Twitter between two cosplayers. I'll be I am Shakira. You be Laurel Nymph. Chikara. You sound like Shakira. I am Chikara. Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Chikara. You don't think it's... You said Shakira. You Shakira? C-H-I Chikara. Whatever. It's more clever my way. I get to be Laurel Nymph, my stage yeah. name? Okay. WCS is doing another event in Saudi Arabia and specifically asking people who present as men not to cosplay ladies, really show where they stand when it comes to queer people. I'm grossed out, disappointed, and sad. Oh, how gross of them, frowny face. Do you have a link to an article about this? For awareness, I can retweet. I'm WCS alumni. I competed in 2019 and we get information about events and such before they break to the public. I can't link to a source because it's in a private group. No problem, smiley face. Thanks for answering. And I'm sorry this nonsense is happening. Okay, we've been through like a lot of like internet rumors and false claims. And it goes without saying we're not supporting the Saudi government, except to the extent they fund this podcast to the tune of millions of dollars. Um, But this is always how online rumor mongering about false rumors work. Can I see evidence can i see proof can you back this up i can't my cousin who goes to a different school told me exactly this happens over and over someone makes this claim cosplayers at the event have to adhere to these strict rules about what they can wear what they can post how they had to delete all of their social justice posts from social media and when someone asks where the info came from the answer is always private facebook groups and no i can't give you screenshots and that doesn't mean it didn't happen this is a conservative country, and it doesn't at all seem conspiratorial to me that people participating in a government-funded event in this conservative country would be asked to adhere to the rules and norms of that country. Like, cross-dressing is illegal in Saudi Arabia. People get arrested for it. That said, again, like, this would be extremely bad press. Well, but uh, but th- this, is, this is a thing, I think, in a lot of countries in that part of the world. They have a two-tiered legal system where, like— Mm-hmm. In some of these, one country- for cosplayers and one for everyone else. <laughs> exactly, cosplayers are treated way better. No, it's like uh, an unmarried couple has sex in a hotel in some of these sort of right. glittery new golf capitals, where that's not technically legal, but they're probably not going to get arrested for that because, like, exactly. they, that's where the money is. Yeah, and, and you don't want to deal with the U.S. embassy when you arrest an unmarried couple for having sex in your hotel in Qatar and or whatever, so on, yeah. Dubai. Yeah. yeah. 
So as for the other stuff, making people scrub BLM references from their social media, things like that, there's just no evidence of this. And Jessica, the 80s baby, she found at least one participant who very prominently displays a BLM banner on his Twitter, although he's Serbian, so maybe he thinks it means Balkan Lives Matter. Uh, He also has ads for OnlyFans on his Twitter, which very clearly show part of his dick. Which part? Uh, I reached out the shaft, like the base of it. Okay, cool. I think that's what it was. It's hard for me to recognize these things. I reached out to him, by the way, to ask if this was an issue in Riyadh, and he didn't get back to me. He's too busy tweeting about how J.K. Rowling is committing genocide against people mm-hmm. while taking money from the Saudi government. But again, like like you said, like the Saudi government, they may be ruthless, but they're not stupid. And so they're probably not going to personally invite cosplayers, knowing that they're almost all female or gay, and then throw them into prison. <laughs> tricked you we learned (laughs) some gay people here yeah right that's what texas governors do when telling immigrants that they can get free uh free bus rides free plane trips to martha's vineyard and the social media scaremongering about cosplayers being unsafe has really overshadowed the real problems with the country and there are of course very legitimate reasons why people would want to boycott saudi arabia of course right and meanwhile the cosplayers who actually went to saudi they remain totally unrepentant about this they are not sorry they went like the serbian guy who has the hashtag blm banner he tweeted this People be out here raging against a bunch of niche artists appearing at WCS and still stand with Rowling's damaging views because a, a mid-wizard book is their childhood. Sounds about white. Honestly, I think this dude is doing a great job cosplaying an American graduate student. He's really got the language down. He's Serbian. Sounds about white. Yeah. Well, I guess he's Slavic and Hitler thought the Slav. Okay. The yeah. racial politics here get weird. Uh, Team Columbia wrote this. This is translated from the Spanish by Jessica, the 80s baby. Quote, the Gamers 8 WCS Cosplay Cup is an invitational event which aims to show that cosplay has the power to unite us, where different cultures can find each other in this lo- in the love of this art form, and those hate-filled voices that only want to divide us are just a sad murmur in the face of the noise that we are all making in celebration. Mm-hmm. And this is a recurring theme. Uh, some play cosplayers seem to believe that they are helping open up Saudi Arabia and educate the people, like a member of Team France wrote this on Facebook. I know a part of the community is against this competition. You all have your reasons, and here is mine. Dot, dot, dot. We are all different, and the point is to learn to accept each other and live together. It's a long way for some yes, but if we don't try, how will that change staying at home? If no one goes, things will never evolve in people's minds. I also see other artists from all over the world, not related to cosplay, performing there. Saudi really want to open their frontiers. So obviously, yes, cosplay, this cosplay summit is helping women in Saudi Arabia who aren't allowed to leave their houses without their father's permission. (laughs) Well, okay, I just want to steal that man down for a minute. A lot of these places, like what the average citizen of the world wants to do is like eat hamburgers and get drunk. Mm-hmm. And like there is there people want cultural openness. I don't I think this is sort of a, a bullshit self-serving argument, but I don't think it's crazy in like a more general sense that the more you expose people to like like anime is incredibly popular all over the world mm-hmm. and K-pop is popular all over the world. And I do think in the long run that sort of like cultural imperialism can maybe I don't know, open up societies. Like, it's weird because he is a journalist murderer. He is a horrible man, but MBS is like, he's like our age-ish, right? And he's a gamer and like they're trying to, so the argument is the more you can nudge things in that direction, the less repressive things will be. I think that's a bit of an oversimplification. I don't know. There's like a little something to that. 
I don't think it's entirely ridiculous. Somebody please clip that Jesse Single saying imperialism can open the world mm-hmm. and send it to me. Culture? No, I said cultural nope. imperialism from South Korea and from Japan, <laughs> which are people of color. So that's good imperialism. Yeah, I don't disagree with you about that, Jesse. I don't know. It's like, but it's like a fine line because, like, you 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 are giving the money and you are bringing sort of glory to the regime. So I can totally see both sides of it. Just to be clear, w- would you would you participate in a cosplay event, a podcaster's cosplay event in Saudi? Arabia? If Saudi Arabia invited us to do a podcast convention there, wink, wink. Uh, no, I would not. I would not go. But then, like, that's very easy to for thirty thousand dollars. No, for thirty thousand, no. Bump that up. Three hundred thousand. <sighs> now we're talking. Um, I, you know, it's very easy to say no. I'd like to think I say no, but you, it's very easy to justify stuff. Like I justify basically maintaining a friendship with you, despite the fact that your right. beliefs are hideously bigoted because it makes me money. So that makes me overlook some stuff. I wouldn't call us friends, but okay. Here's what I would <laughs> do. I would do it. I would do it for $300,000, but I would hold up a sign in the middle of the event that said free Palestine. Mm-hmm. Or donate that money to the Houthi militias they're bombing in Yemen. And then be like, gotcha. <laughs> yes. Yes. Free. Okay. I'll, I'll cross out the Palestine and I'll write free Yemen. Free Yemen. Um, it's either, they're like, these are, I find these to be somewhat interesting. It's like the, the, the tenor of the tweets, whatever. I overall, I would not do something in Saudi Arabia. But again, if you work for the Saudi government, reach out. Let's see if we can strike a deal of some sort for the for the sake of both Jewish Arab Jewish Muslim relations and international relations. I think I think our podcast should be the tip of the diplomatic spear. Mm-hmm. So, did the uh, actual like boycott have any impact, or was it just Twitter screaming? It, yeah, absolutely no impact. Okay, so the 2023 World Cosplay Summit in Japan had 34 countries participating. The spinoff Cosplay Cup in Riyadh had 45 countries. So, yeah, the Saudi event had more entries than the main show. And in fact, it had more entries than any World Cosplay Summit event in Japan ever. Oh, Latvia won, by the way, with a Legend of Zelda cosplay. They took the $30,000 prize. And this is one case where the people who were participating just absolutely refused to apologize. Like, it doesn't matter how many times they were called fascists or transphobes or traitors for going to this event. They have seemingly all absolutely refused to apologize. No one has promised to do better. All attempts at cancellation have failed. And so now the cosplay world remains hopelessly divided. And the Saudi royal family, they continue to support artists from around the globe. And just a few weeks ago, hosted a K-pop convention. (laughs) Did they really? Yeah, they did. That's so awesome. Good for them. We'll see how the K-pop community is taking it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for that, Katie. You're welcome. This has been Blocked and Reported. We are produced with help, as always, from Tracy Woodgrains and Jessica, the 80s baby. I'm Jesse Single. And remember, help, I'm being fwaddled. And I'm Katie Herzog. And also remember, you can delete the tweets, but you cannot delete the shame, Jesse. <laughs>